LF podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? In this episode, we're going to go over a handful of man-made fruits, veggies, and nuts that you probably didn't know were man-made. So many people are amped about dieting, keto diets, eating clean, etc., but they really don't know which foods are natural versus man-made. This could have a huge effect on your body's ability to digest the food and could drastically affect your mood, energy, and stress level. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this little story time with me as I go over quite a few of these not-so-common man-made foods, fruits, and nuts that you didn't know were actually man-made. So jumping right in, some of the fruits, nuts, and vegetables we eat today are actually man-made hybrids. Granted, hybrids not completely made up out of nowhere, just synthesized fruits and vegetables. Those are a different story. I'm talking about hybrids that are made so they can create for you to buy more or for different reasons, which we'll get into. They were created through selective breeding, a process whereby only plants with favorable traits are replanted. In some rare instances, insects were responsible for creating the hybrid plant through cross-pollination, but that, that's that's kind of here or there, but kind of survival of the fittest, if you will. However, the insects would have not been able to cross-pollinate these plants if humans had not planted at least one of them in that area. Most of the entries on this list will be surprising for you because there are major fruits, nuts, and vegetables that are considered to be natural. The first big category, I say category because it's kind of all grouped into one, that's going to shock you. It's something everyone thinks about eating healthy is cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, kale. Uh, this also includes some things such as Brussels sprouts, collard greens, kohlrabi, and other closely related vegetables originate from the same plant species, Brassica oleosaria. Its wild form is known as wild mustard and still exists today. So about 2,500 years ago, wild mustard only grew in some parts of Europe and the Mediterranean. It tastes very greatly depending on where it grew. Ancient Romans and Greeks soon realized that they could plant it for food. So they engaged in selective breeding by planting seeds from wild mustard with larger leaves. The result was the vegetables that we call kale and collard greens. So it's not just soon or recent man-made. This is talking about Egyptians 2,500 years ago, but stick with me. Selective breeding continued to the 1600s when people bred wild mustard with bigger leaf buds. The result was a new vegetable covered with lots of leaves. This was the first cabbage. Wild mustard was selected for its bigger stems became kohlrabi. The ones with small heads became Brussels sprouts. The ones with big flowers became broccoli and cauliflower. The hybridization of wild mustard and derivatives continues to the 20th century. In 1928, Russian biologist Georgi Dmitrov Kapuchenko crossed a radish with a cabbage to produce what he called the ravage. The ravage, which should be made impossible because the radish is not related to the cabbage. However, the plant never caught on because it failed to be either a radish or a cabbage. 
1993, a Japanese company crossbred broccoli with Kailan to create broccolini. Kailan is not popular in the U.S. It is the derivative of wild mustard and the Chinese version of broccoli. So people are trying anything and everything to sell more fruits and vegetables to people just so they can be cool and whatnot. Anyways, I digress. The orange. This one caught me off guard too. Many varieties of orange exist today. However, every variety traces its roots to the man-made hybrid created by crossing the pomelo and the mandarin. The pomelo is almost as bitter as the grapefruit, while the mandarin is sweet. The mandarin has an orange color, and some people misidentify it as a variety of orange. Wrong. The mandarin is an ancestor of the orange, actually. The history of the orange is unclear, but it is believed to have first appeared in southern China, not Florida. <laughs> Over the years, humans have selectively bred oranges to create many varieties, making it easy to consume the orange with other citrus fruits. To be clear, a fruit needs to evolve from the pomelo and mandarin to be considered an orange. A tangerine is not considered an orange because it evolved from the mandarin, but not from the pomelo. However, the tangelo, which we will talk about shortly, is a gray area. It is a cross between a tangerine and a pomelo, and as mentioned already, the tangerine was created from the mandarin. So crossbreeding to crossbreeding. You thought this was just the donkey and the horse into a mule. No, it's way more complicated than that. Up next is everyone's favorite, the peanut. The modern peanut is a hybrid of two older types of peanuts, the Arrakis apennaeus and the Arrakis geranius. The Arrakis geranius grows in the Andean Valley between Bolivia and Argentina, while the Arrakis apennaeus grows inside Bolivia. Both plants were so far apart that they didn't even have crossbred naturally. Researchers discovered that the earliest settlers in South America took the Arrakis geranius from the Andean Valleys as they migrated to today's Bolivia 10,000 years ago. However, the settlers did not quickly realize the potential of their new crop, and it was the bees that actually cross-pollinated both peanuts. The result was a new peanut that is the ancestor of today's peanuts. Here's another big shocker, bananas. The banana is a man-made hybrid of the wild Musa cumicia and Musa balistinia banana species. Musa cuminata has a fleshy inside, but has a very unpleasant taste. The Musa balistinia has a pleasant taste inside, but contains too many seeds. Both bananas naturally crossbred in the forests of South Asia, however the resultant banana, which is the ancestor of the modern banana, was sterile. About 10,000 years ago, early humans discovered the hybrid and learned that they could replant the shoots to create new trees. They engaged in selective breeding and only replanted bananas with favorable traits. This led to the creation of the modern banana. Although we managed to create the perfect banana as humans, we cannot figure out a way to grow bananas from seeds. So bananas will become extinct if we stop planting them. The absence of a seed also means that bananas have the same genetic properties as they are planted from the shoot of another tree. As a result, all the world's banana trees could be wiped out with a single disease. That's pretty scary, unfortunately. Up next is the classic almond. When everyone thinks you're eating clean, this is always the thing of is eating a bunch of almonds. The almond is a man-made hybrid of the wild almond, which is notoriously bitter and could be deadly when consumed in considerable amounts. The history of the almond is unclear, and scientists cannot determine which variant of the wild almond was selectively bred to create the modern almond. Scientists suspect that the wild ancestor of the almond, Amadagas verzelia, lipsy, because its trees, seed, and fruit resemble the modern almond. It is also found in Armenia, Azerbaijan, where the modern almonds believe to 
selective bred by humans. Besides the origin, scientists cannot determine how ancestors managed to create a perfect and sweet almond because the almond is actually poisonous. Ooh, interesting. Up next, another diet food everyone loves is grapefruit. The grapefruit first appeared after 1693 when Captain Shaddock transported some pomelo seeds to the West Indies and planted them close to some orange trees. The pomelo and orange later cross-pollinated to create the grapefruit. However, the grapefruit was still unknown outside the Caribbean. Europeans only learned of the citrus fruit in 1750 when Reverend Griffith Hughes encountered one. Hughes was so surprised with the discovery that he named the grapefruit the, quote, the forbidden fruit. That was the name until 1814 when John Lunan called it the grapefruit because grapefruits resembled the smaller and unrelated grapes when they were still growing. The grapefruit reached U.S. in 1823, when it was mistaken for the pomelo, which was only determined to be extinct fruit in 1837. However, botanists were still confused about its origin. It wasn't until 1948 that it discovered it was a hybrid of pomelo and the orange. So that's pretty wild. Some original fruits are actually extinct these days. Up next is the tangelo. As we mentioned earlier, the tangelo is a man-made hybrid of the tangerine and pomelo. In fact, that's where the tangelo got its name. However, it is common for people to confuse the tangelo with tangerine, mandarin, and orange. I honestly can't tell them apart, but it is what it is. To add the confusion, there are different varieties of tangelos and all are not necessarily created from tangerines or pomelos. One common variant, the Manila tangelo, is a hybrid of the tangerine and Dunkin' grapefruit. Another variant was created by crossing mandarins with a pomelo, which technically makes it an orange. The tangelo is believed to have first appeared in the forests of Southeast Asia 3,500 years ago when insects cross-pollinated the mandarin with fruits that are closely related to the grapefruit. However, today's tangelo is a result of a selective breeding program that started into the 1800s. So, man takes a step in to take care of this for us. As a forefront of the tangelo project was the U.S. Department of Agriculture, which created popular manila tangelo sold across the U.S. The U.S. created these seeds of Manjelotel in 1831. His name was the city of Manila, Florida. See? Mentioned that earlier. Florida, oranges, just trying to create commerce. Up next is another orange spectacle of the carrots. Carrots are not always an orange. Natural carrots were either white or purple and probably inedible. Wow. There are accounts of all white carrots reading in the Roman Empire, but historians believe that could could be parsnips, white carrots, or both. The orange carrot is a hybrid of the yellow carrot, which is a hybrid of the white carrot. The earliest known ancestor of the modern consumable carrot appeared in Persia in the 10th century. Some accounts say it was white and others say it was purple. Unlike today's carrots, those vegetables have a lot of similar roots of varying sizes. The Persians selectively bred carrots with the biggest roots to create bigger roots and ultimately a bigger single root. As the selective breeding continued, the carrots mutated from white or purple to yellow and finally orange. Selective breeding of carrots continued until modern times to prove their flavor and color. That was shocking. And here's my last and final one is one of my favorites. It's the modern strawberry. It's a man-made hybrid of the smaller wild strawberry, which has a shorter shelf life as well as a better flavor and aroma. The modern strawberry appeared in France in the 18th century. However, the hybridization program began much earlier. In the 1300s, French botanists started planting wild strawberries in their gardens while they realized the wild strawberries reproduced by cloning. Strangely, some strawberries never produced fruits and half the ones that did suddenly stopped cloning and making fruits after some years. The French managed to create the strawberries that were 15 to 20 times the normal size, but they were incredibly small. Antoine Nicolas Duchamp created the modern strawberry on July 6, 1764, 
when he crossed a male Fargana Mocha with a female Fargana Chimosa from Chile. Before Duchesne created the strawberry, French botanists had never realized that strawberries have male and female parts. This was a reason for some produced fruit and some botanists have planted either males or females. Duchesne continued working on the strawberry until the French Revolution, leaving American and British botanists the perfect modern strawberry. So pretty wild to think about all these fruits and vegetables that we eat on a regular basis and we're told uh, you should be super healthy and clean are actually hybrids that were man-made either recently, a couple hundred years ago, or a couple thousand years ago, just for whatever the reasons are, commerce, looks, feel, etc. People always say what you eat with your eyes, which is super true, but when you're trying to eat healthy, you gotta figure out what it is, especially when you're talking about how you eat healthy, eat clean, and you're organic and all this stuff, make sure you know what you're talking about. Hopefully this was entertaining and informative, and enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Bites Kitchen. The best of times are always shared at the table. Good food, good drinks, good stories, good friends. Wish I had any of those. <laughs> at Bites, they believe that good food is more than merely a part of survival. It is their passion. It has the power of transcend language, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, they share their culture with new friends and old. They share a piece of who they are. And by coming together for meals, they trade good stories while creating new ones. At Bites, they want you to celebrate cultures from around the world. They've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, Korea, and more. They are also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how they shape their menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that is constantly evolving, a new story always awaits you at Bites. Show up, I guarantee you see me sitting there with my Buddha in my hand. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food.